0: The Holy Gospel, according to St. Mark, from the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Holy Gospel this morning is indeed from St. Mark, the sixth chapter. It can be found on page 1561 in your Pew Bible. Mark 6, verses 14 through 29. King Herod heard about this. For Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist was raised from the dead, and that this, that that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. And others said, he is Elijah. And still others claimed he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married." For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. And when Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. And on his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. And when the daughter of Herodias came in and danced... She pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, ask me for anything that you want and I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask I will give you up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered, At once, the girl hurried in to the king with the request, I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went. He beheaded John in the prison. He brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. And on hearing of this, John's disciples came, and they took his body, and they laid it in a tomb. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Many of you don't know, some do, that years ago, I worked for the old John's Manville company and I was in their commercial roofing systems division and as a junior bird man, that's what the old timers called me, I was actually officially I was a territory manager and I spent a fair amount of time at job sites and inside of job shacks and especially on top of roofs. Now, construction sites are inherently a very, very dangerous place to be. There are teams of workers They're subcontractors, and they're working alongside each other in, in, you know, depending on the job, some, some harmony, others not so much, but they're working alongside each other. There's a lot of activity, and it is under the direction of the general contractor, the general. And I remember back in the 80s going out to inspect a roof deck in Tulare, California, And it was a massive building, the biggest building that I'd ever walked on the deck before. The square footage was enormous. I cannot recall the exact number of skylights of this warehouse, but there had to have been more than a hundred. That day I learned to not like skylights, because just the week before an apprentice was dragging plywood sheets across the deck and he fell through one of the cutouts for the skylights and to this day I cannot enter a warehouse or any building with a very high ceiling without looking up and remembering that inspection and many others And when I look up, I also remember another mentor or somebody saying, hey, don't look straight up inside the building. People could be roofing. Something could fall down and get you in the eyes. It's a dangerous place. So I have all of these warnings etched into my mind. Now, on a job of that size, even though it was back in the 80s, they were not always present. But on a job of that size, you have safety people observing the goings-on at all times, and these safety people are often called spotters. They are watching for people just like me, reminding those with ears to hear to be mindful, careful, to look out for danger, to look out for openings in the roof deck, and unfortunately, there was not a spotter able to protect the one when he needed it the most. To this day, I don't really like skylights or other large holes in roofs. Did you know that the Bible also has spotters in it? Some of the spotters were called prophets And others were called apostles. Prophets and apostles act as spiritual spotters who warn people when they are about to go into or get into spiritual danger. And in today's Old Testament, the reading comes from the writings of one of those spiritual spotters, the prophet named Amos. And God chose Amos to warn Israel and other countries. Judging by his words in today's readings, he didn't really want to be a prophet. He didn't really want to be the one who told Israel what kind of danger they were in, but God chose him, and he couldn't do anything about that. In today's Gospel, we learn of another spotter and the spotter was sent to warn Herod of his spiritual danger. John the baptizer was the last of the Old Testament prophets. He was the forerunner of the Messiah and when Jesus talked about John he said among those born of women none, not one, Is greater than John. Now John was the spiritual spotter that God had sent to Herod. And as we heard in our gospel, Herod had stolen the wife of his brother. And that and many other sins had placed his soul in danger. So John the baptizer warned Herod of this danger. And our readings today tell us that there is one very obvious difference between the spotter at job sites and spiritual spotters. Now, I am grateful to the spotters that warned me and others and kept us from walking over holes on job sites. However, spiritual spotters very often... Get no respect. The Israelites in the Old Testament reading wanted to send Amos into exile. And our gospel tells us that Herod had John beheaded. The reward for warning someone of the danger to their soul may be verbal and physical abuse or even death. God had told Amos to proclaim the many consequences of staying in their current situation of spiritual danger. Instead of listening to the warning that God gave through Amos and moving to the safety of God's salvation, they decided, they decided that Amos had to go. They suggested that he go to Judah and that he prophesy there. In John's case, he warned Herod of the dangers of adultery. Marriage is, we should all agree, marriage is not only the union between one man and one woman, but it is also a picture of the communion between Christ and his bride, the church. And Herod had not only sinned against marriage, but he also sinned against the very image that God established as a metaphor for his relationship with us. Herod was in danger of going to hell, where his soul would be lost forever. Now Herod responded to this ministry by putting John's head on a platter and giving it away kind of as a party favor to the daughter of the wife of his adultery. Being one of God's spotters can be very, very fulfilling. But it can also be very dangerous because people don't always appreciate. They don't appreciate the service that spiritual spotters provide for them. God still sends spiritual spotters to watch over his people. After Jesus rose from the dead and before he ascended into heaven, he established the office of pastor. The pastor is the spiritual spotter that remains with us to this very day. God does not talk to pastors in the same way that he spoke to his apostles and the prophets. And that is because the Holy Spirit inspired the apostles and the prophets to write down the guidelines. The guidelines for spotting. They wrote it in the Bible. And pastors do their spotting according to those biblical guidelines. At least they should. Now, being a pastor can actually be just as dangerous as being an apostle or a prophet. Down through the centuries, millions of pastors have lost their lives because they faithfully proclaimed repentance and forgiveness And it can be just as dangerous to be a spiritual spotter in modern times as it was for John, the baptizer, in his day. Unfortunately, or rather fortunately, this country has laws. It has laws against killing or injuring pastors. People in this country have other ways, however, they have other ways of persecuting pastors. Many people have roast pastor for Sunday dinner, after a faithful man has only done what God has called him to do. Jesus had a vision for pastors. They were to warn people. They were to warn people of spiritual danger and then tell them about the only place where spiritual safety can be found. Jesus said in Luke 24, 47, Repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in in his name to all nations. And in order to proclaim repentance... A pastor must tell people about God's law and then tell them how they break it. A pastor must show people that they are wrong and that the penalty for being wrong is eternity in hell. And pastors do this in love because they want to make people aware of their spiritual danger and then move them to a place of spiritual safety. And after people become aware of their spiritual danger, the pastor then has the wonderful opportunity to proclaim forgiveness, the good news. And there is a place that this is safe. There's a safe place from spiritual danger. And that place is at the cross of Jesus Christ. We proclaim Christ and him crucified. Have you ever heard me say that before? That's the safe place. In today's gospel, John the baptizer died. And although he was a great prophet, he was still a sinner. And his death saved no one. But his death did witness to another. And his message in life and his witness in death pointed to the one who would follow him, to the Christ now sometime after John died, other rulers conspired to commit another crime of violence against Jesus, and they tortured him, and then they nailed him to a cross. His death, Jesus' death on the cross did something that John's death could never do. Because Jesus had lived a perfect life. He had not committed one sin. Not one. His sin, his death on the cross was totally and completely undeserved because he had not sinned. Because Jesus died in total innocence. His death takes away the sins of the world. That means this, that he died for your sins. He died for my sins. Those who place their faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, they are safe, safe from the eternal damnation that our sins deserve. Now, the pastor also has the opportunity to proclaim the good news of the resurrection and the news that although Jesus died for our sins, this is the most important part, that although he died for our sins, he did not remain dead. Jesus is true God, and death cannot, did not, will not, Hold him. He rose from the dead and he lives and he reigns forevermore. And Christ's resurrection opens up the door to eternal life in heaven for all who believe in him. And what a tremendous joy it is for pastors to proclaim the victory of Christ that gives us the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. Spiritual spotters have lives that are full of contrasts. They want all people to be in that safe place at the cross of Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, many people refuse to listen to the warning and remain in their trespasses and sins. And this can cause pastors to wet their pillow with tears at the end of the day. In other cases, the Holy Spirit works faith in people and he puts them, the Holy Spirit puts them in the safety that comes with faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And it is then, it is then that the pastor rejoices with the angels in heaven over the sinner who has received salvation. There are spiritual equivalents of falling through a skylight all over the place. This world is full of sin. And when one of God's spotters gives you a warning, he is only doing what God has called him to do. He is warning of the danger of sin, and he is proclaiming the safety of faith in Jesus who died on the cross for you, and who rose from the dead." The warning of a faithful spotter is an act of love. It is not an act of judgment. One more time. The warning of a pastor, the spotter, is an act of love, not an act of judgment. He only wants you to abide Forever in the safety of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Amen.